This is another wonderful, lovely edition of the Tech Edition podcast. My name's Kerry. I'm here with my brother, Clarence. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Happy to be on yet another podcast. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. It, it has. <laughs> Indeed it has. But we're back. So so we had some recent um, tech events going on, um, mainly WWDC. Yeah, we had the Worldwide Developer Conference. We also had um, Computex 2019. Yeah. Uh, that was a, that was about a week. That was a couple weeks ago, though, but still significant. Did anything um, come out had, of there? I didn't really hear much news out of the... Yeah, I guess the, we'll AMD announcements, the AMD announcements were there, and uh-huh. I think Intel announced, or they teased some new GPUs. Um, There were a few announcements, but not a whole lot. Uh, we also have E3 next week. Yeah, yeah, E3. Which Sony yes, yes. won't be a part of, uh, and Nintendo, I guess, is just doing their direct again. So, oh, so Sony's not going to be Nintendo's going to be there. Oh, they're going to they, be there this yeah, year. They're, they okay. skipped last year, but they said they're going to be at this one, and then Sony's not going to be at this one. Oh man, yeah, that's kind of weird for one of the flagship video game console makers not to be at the uh, at um at E three. That's pretty pretty freaking weird. Yeah. Um. So I guess Microsoft wins by default. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm just kidding Nintendo fans don't like send me hate mail or Uh-oh. get mad <laughs> alright so um, what do you want to do first what do you want to talk about first oh man well let's talk real quick about a company that may be there in Sony's stead um, I think Google are, are actually going to be at E3 this year in some capacity at least interesting and, and of course we know that Google has recently uh, debuted their Stadia um, cloud console gaming system. We we teased it um, earlier, a co- couple months ago. We had we talked about it a little bit, um, but um, it seems like they're going to have some pretty big games on this. Yeah, so officially coming in November, sometime in November, and they will have games such as Dragon Ball Universe Two, Doom. Uh, Destiny 2, uh, Grid, Metro Exodus. Not really great, great game so far. Of course, they had uh, Odyssey. What? Destiny 2 is not a great game? Are you kidding me? Damn, it's old. Uh, <laughs> it's not that old. And it's, they, They've been releasing expansions for it every year. So, I mean, well, it's, only been, it's only been out for like a year and a half. I mean, it's not... Well, I guess in game years, it's pretty okay. old. But. Well, Samurai Showdown... Um, Again, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, The Crew Two, a bunch of Ubisoft stuff, uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I guess if you're into that, in the Tomb Raider series as well. So they got a an okay. They've got lineup. a blockbuster though, Borderlands Three. So that's that's a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's let's get into some of the basis of what you get with stadia if you actually sign up for it a subscription there are going to be two tiers uh first there's the 9.99 a month tier which uh if you get the founders edition which i'll talk about in a minute uh, but that's 9.99 a month and with that you get up the 4k resolution 60 frames per second 5.1 surround sound buy games whenever you want and they include a free game uh periodically so uh, starting with Destiny 2, the collection. Also, um, 
you get discounts on games as well. So that's kind of the stuff you get with the Pro 999 a month. They are also going to have a free tier, which no 4K up to 1080p, um, stereo sound. Again, buy games whenever you want. No free game per month and uh, no discounts. So that sounds kind of crazy to me that pretty much for $9.99, you're just going to get discounts and maybe a free game. I guess it's sort of like Xbox Live in a sense. But the big thing here that I'm pulling from all of this is that you're going to have to pay for all your games. They don't, uh, other than the free games they give, sort of like what uh, placed PSN or uh, Xbox Live gives the free game per month. Other than that, you're paying for everything. It's not like an all-you-can-eat buffet, which I kind of thought this would be like the Netflix of video games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the, from the announcement that they made, I figured it was going to be more of a, if you can't afford a gaming PC or you don't want to pay for a gaming PC, you have this and you can have a 4K 60 frames per second gaming machine for mm. 10 bucks a month. Um, but I will say the funny thing to me, which I don't want to bleed into my other story, but I, I just think it's kind of funny that they put Destiny 2 as the free game. Which I'll get into <laughs> yeah. that later. But. Yeah. yeah, but before we get into that, uh, just let me give a little details about the Founders Edition, which with the Founders Edition, you get um, three free months of Pro, which is that nine ninety nine tier I just talked about. You also get a buddy pass where you can give a pass to one of your friends for three free months as well. Also that you get what they call their night blue Stadia controller. Pretty cool looking controller. Pretty cool tech. You get uh, the Google Chromecast Ultra so you can stream from your TV and, you know, just use the Chromecast in normal capacity, which is a pretty awesome device. And uh, you get to choose your founder's name, which I guess is like your Xbox Live name for your account. All for a price of one twenty nine. Yeah, um. yeah. So this is releasing <laughs> in November, and then the free one. I guess it's not really free though, because it's still going to be one hundred twenty nine dollars. It's just free to play on a platform at ten eighty p. If you want the high, four oh, um, so K controller, you don't get the controller. For, well, okay, yeah. On the on the free. What? <laughs> on a free Do team. you have to have the controller? No, 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 no. I think you can use any Xbox, um, any Xbox or PlayStation controller, I think. Uh, but the thing, the advantage we talked about before that you get with the actual um, Stadia controller is that you get wireless directly to the cloud, which eliminates some latency. So that's pretty cool. Okay. So, okay. I mean, all in all, 129 for three, three months. Uh, Chromecast pro which is a pretty good value and also the controller you're really just paying for the hardware and then you get like the add-on so i i I think it's not that bad for 129 now would i pay for it i'm not so sure but i do think it's an okay value (laughs) as carrie shakes his head (laughs) no i think the controller is pretty cool but it just looks like an xbox controller with both of the analog on the bottom yeah i mean i would just if i did try this i would just use the browser like the um project was a project stream was that the um, yeah, preview I think, yeah i think that, that they was had preview. with yeah. odyssey yeah yeah but i mean i can see like i said for me i can i can see the market for this it's not necessarily us because we have gaming pcs but you know if you don't really have a gaming pc you don't really have a console um 
to me, this is a better value proposition, assuming the latency is okay. Yeah. It's, it's actually a better value proposition than buying a console because you don't have to spend two, three hundred bucks up front. You get high resolution graphics, you get um a gamer tag, online play, and you know the library's somewhat limited, but it's gonna grow with time, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good entry point for someone who's looking to get into gaming and doesn't necessarily want to drop a whole lot of cash. Yeah. And, and real quick before we move on, I just wanted to talk about the uh, bandwidth requirements. So if you want to do 720p streaming, that's it. 60 frames per second, which is still pretty awesome. It's going to require a 10 megabit per second connection for 1080. It's going to require a 20 megabit per second connection. And for 4K, it's going to be anywhere between 30 to 35 megabits per second connection to get this uh, 4K HDR, 60 frames per second, 5.1 surround sound. So, you know, I think 35 is not a lot to ask uh, at this point. Of, of course, if you're in the rural area, it's going, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah. But, but anybody in a city, I think that's a speed that most people can get at this point. Yeah, definitely. As you talk with your gigabit connection. Okay. All right. Well, moving on. Like I said, I thought it was pretty funny that um, <clears throat> that uh, Destiny is the flagship. I mean, this page is like 90, like 70% of this page is like Destiny 2 stuff. Or maybe not 70. I would say like 60. But there's a lot of Destiny 2 graphics here. Um, I found that funny because earlier this um earlier today there was like a leaked um article in gadget ac- accidentally put their news article up early oh <laughs> and so bungie hosted a stream today and i didn't even notice that i didn't even see the stream so this is perhaps immature but um destiny 2 is being renamed it's going free to play it's eliminating PlayStation exclusive content. It's going cross save Xbox PC, mm-hmm. and it's moving from Battle.net to Steam. <sighs> Try to say that five times fast. What? Okay, so <laughs> the core game is being renamed to Destiny Two: New Light, and core game would be Destiny Two: The Warmind, is, the Warmind DLC, uh, uh, Forsaken, and there's one more thing I can't remember. But um, everything but the new expansion that's called shadow keep that's coming out later this year and one thing i did notice is that the stadia will include shadow keep so okay there's a little value there um but um we're also getting shadow keep se- september 17th yep. um and cross save xbox one pc google stadia no ps4 support because uh, sony doesn't want to play nice um that's unfortunate i think that's pretty awesome yeah, I agree. That that's pretty freaking cool, dude. Just I mean, this is makes me more likely to buy the Xbox One copy of this because now I can use my same character on both machines. Um which is one reason one thing in it has kind of kept me from doing that, but uh yeah. Um so, it, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so so which part do you think is more important, the cross save or the fact that it's going free? And and, and I think maybe saying free could free is a bit loaded because you can get the game very cheap pretty much on the console now and i'm pretty sure yep. on pc as well uh so i mean do you think but it's it more- does include the expansion from last year the first yeah, good point, good point. phenomenal if you, if 
if you have not played that and you you know you're looking for a shooter, the the base Destiny Two game I don't think was that compelling. Um, <laughs> it was the gameplay was still there, it just wasn't that compelling. But Forsaken, um, phenomenal expansion. If you haven't played it um, and you're on the fence, do it. It's great. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. Yeah. That's pretty, oh, yeah, yeah, I actually missed the official official announcement on that. I probably should look for that. <laughs> uh, but also, I want to ask you real quick about the move from Battle.net to uh, Steam. Now, I know they recently um, parted ways with Activision. Uh, wasn't it like a month or two ago? Yeah. Um, so they actually bought bought rebought Destiny. The, the well, I don't know if they bought the IP back from. Activision because they've always owned the IP, but they bought themselves out of the agreement. Mm. So, um, yeah. So everybody was kind of curious to what, um, as to what was going to come out of that. So it's pretty cool to see them kind of divorce themselves from Battle.net and Activision and, you know, move to Steam, which ironically, this will be released like, I want to say four days after Borderlands 3 comes out. But the funny mm. thing about that is Borderlands 3 is no longer on Steam. It's only on the Epic Store. So, <laughs> I mean, it's that's going to be a really good time for them, you yeah. know, for people who don't want to buy Borderlands just because it's on the Epic Store. Hey, we got we got Destiny now. So, awesome. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And, and I've always played Destiny on either Xbox or PC. So, there was always there were always things. I, I'm assuming Activision was the the cause of this, but there were always things that um, were on the PlayStation. There was usually a, a couple strikes and a couple weapons that you can only get on PlayStation. And now that's gone. And to me, that's probably the biggest part of this announcement. Um, but all the other stuff is still very, very significant. So I'm really excited. Now, do we know if that includes cross play or is that just oh, no, only no. the says at this point? I, I do not think there's actually cross play. I think it's just, being able to move your character from the different platforms. Sweet. May 27th, which was a couple weeks ago. Well, actually it was last week. Um, AMD announced the Ryzen 3000 series, which I've been talking about this for probably the last year, year and a half. Um, but we're finally getting into the meat and potatoes of Ryzen. Okay, so just for a little backstory, for those of you who don't really follow cpus um amd back in its heyday around the time they released the first 64-bit processor yes they released a 64-bit <laughs> processor before intel oh yeah i know that's hard to believe but they released the amd 64 and that was like the heyday of amd they were they were going blow for blow with intel um really cheaper faster um it was really a huge rivalry then the next architecture which was called bulldozer they focused on core count as opposed to instructions per clock which is the actual performance of those cores and they kind of like fell off yeah yeah (laughs) Um, to say the least yeah because intel focused on um ipc and they pretty much their cpus had less cores than the amd ones but they were much more performant, and overall, they destroyed the AMD CPUs. And the AMD's kind of on the CPU side been been faded into obscurity a little <laughs> bit. Um, 
But, you know, in Horizon, two or three years ago, I think it was two years, three, two, two years ago, they released the Ryzen CPUs, which they even the first Ryzen CPUs, the 1000 series, they weren't as performant as the Intel CPUs, but they were much, much closer, much more competitive. And um, the the multi-core performance was like through the roof, like way better than Intel's. Um and this is when the first version of Ryzen was on 14 nanometer, which is basically the size of the dies or whatever. And um, they've slowly increased last year with the Ryzen Plus uh, or with Zen Plus, um, the code name for the Ryzen 2000 series. They got a little bit closer. And now the 3000 series was announced. And we're talking about a 15% increase in instructions per clock over the ones from last year. And that is That's huge because yeah. they've just been a little bit behind Intel. And now they're on seven nanometer. They've got more IPC. They have more cores and um, they're more power efficient. So like any argument, you know, if anybody argues to you that Intel CPUs are better now you can't really say that, especially yeah. when you take into consideration all of the um, security flaws that have been found in Intel CPUs. Um, it's funny because some of them decrease IPC by like 40%, which is a lot. Yeah. And also the, the OS, um, the OS hotfixes or the OS patches don't do this. But if you read the fine print, they tell you to be 100% secure, you have to disable hyper-threading. Ouch. Yeah, that's kind of huge. <laughs> yeah, that's huge, huge. So, I mean, AMD processors, you can use hyper-threading. You're safe just because they, I don't think they they have flaws. And I don't, I don't even know if they use speculative ex- execution, but whatever method they use, if they do use it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bring all those flaws into play that are in the Intel processors, but that's enough backstory. Let's let's get into like what what these CPUs are actually going to look like. So Ryzen five, which is kind of like the analog. I say that term loosely, but it's kind of like the analog to the Core i five series. But Core i fives and now Core i sevens do not have hyper threading. But if you get the cheapest Ryzen three or the Ryzen three thousand Ryzen five thirty six hundred. You get six cores, 12 threads, base clock 3.6 gigahertz, boost clock 4.2 gigahertz. The multiplier is unlocked, so you can, if you want to try to overclock it, you're more than welcome to do that because they don't lock the multiplier like Intel does. Um, And that processor that I just talked about, 199. Wow. 65 watts. It draws 65 watts, and it's 199. That is insane. Is that the one that's slated to come out, or is that currently on the market? That's the lowest tier Ryzen 3000. Wow. The wow. lowest one. Um, and that will that pretty much kills Core i5s, and in some ways it kills Core i7s. Even though now Core i7s don't have hyper-threading, there are six cores. Um, yeah, there are six cores, I believe. And there's no hyper-threading. So there's that. Um the Ryzen 5 3600X is six cores, 12 threads, but the base clock is bumped up to 3.8 from 3.6. Um, you know, um, 95 watts, and that one is only 50 bucks more, 249. 
So I guess the, my next question is probably going to be a, a moot question, but uh, if you were to build a new PC right now, right now, um, at the mid level, I'm pretty sure you're going to say AMD. Absolutely. What yeah, about low, low end, mid end, high end? Even right high. End? Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. Low, low, mid, high. Right now, these CPUs come out July seventh, and they are going to they're going to beat anything Intel has right now. Um, and that though the the two I just told you about those were the low end. And the cool thing about these is I have a Ryzen, like I have a Ryzen um one thousand series motherboard. It's an X three seventy. I can drop any of these CPUs in my two year old motherboard. There are some caveats to that, which I'll get into, but I mean, I can pretty much plug and play. Um, now, the in the middle of the pack, we have the Ryzen 7 3700X, eight cores, 16 threads. Now, the Ryzen 9, I mean, the Intel Core i9, 9900K, eight cores, 16 threads, and it is, um, it's, I want to say it's $500. So now we're kind of getting into that territory. Um, the base clock on this one is, is lower, though. It's 3.6 gigahertz, um, and it is $329. And as we go up, this one would probably be the one to go toe-to-toe with the Core <laughs> i9 top-of-the-line Intel part. Core i9-9900, it's 500 bucks, and the AMD 3000 equivalent... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm being a little fanboyish here, but Ryzen 7 3300X, 3.9 gigahertz base clock, eight core, 16 threads, 399. That's so ridiculous. it's a whole $100 cheaper than the um, than the Core i9-9900K, which is the top Intel part. And it's $100 cheaper. But that, I'm not done yet. There's one more processor. Yeah, that I'm they looking announced. at it now. Yes. Ryzen 9 3900X. This is ridiculous. 12 cores, 24 threads, 3.8 gigahertz base clock, 499. At the same power output, which is ridiculous. Now, that processor, the Intel equivalent, we get into like the high end desktop computing like tier to get an Intel equivalent. Um, This processor is about five to 10, I want to say five to 10% faster. Than the than that high end desktop computing, um, Intel part, it's also it's also like six hundred dollars cheaper because yeah. I think the Intel one is eleven hundred bucks. So Ouch. I mean, we have a huge savings here, and I mean they didn't have to do this. They could have stick. They could have stuck the eight core sixteen thread, you know. And yeah. but th- th- that processor, that's the one I want because I mean. That that is amazing that they were able to get that under five hundred bucks. You know that's that's insane. We're like we are in the golden age of multi core computing right now, and they're not done. There's there's also an unannounced, well at least not officially announced, um, sixteen core thirty two thread Ryzen CPU. Um, it has not been um, officially announced. It was talked about the vendors. They actually had it at Computex, I believe, behind closed doors. Um, but it it's not going to be released yet. I think the TDP, the wattage, is a little high. They want to get it down, mm-hmm. I think, to that 105 watts. And that's why they're not ready to release it yet. But that is, I yeah, mean. These prices are kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking I at mean, this. um Looking at his Verge article, and I guess this guy named Brian Ma 
which uh, works for IDC, <laughs> he said he, he could audibly hear people say, oh, crap, <laughs> uh, <laughs> expletive when they announce these prices, which is just freaking ridiculous, man. Yeah, so AMD's back, baby. And that's ha- I'm happy. You know, I like AMD. I like Intel, too. I've, I've flip-flopped back and forth between both of them. But it's just nice to see not only AMD competitive with Intel, now they're, like, ahead of Intel. Yeah. Like, Intel's in a really bad place right now because, number one, they can't get off the set the 14 nanometer process. Um, They're not slated to get off of it until, like, I think the end of 2020, and that'll only be 10 nanometers. So it'll be a couple more years before they get the 7. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how the CPU market evolves in the next year. Because Intel's either going to have to A, pull a rabbit out of the hat, or B, like, drop some prices. Because there's no, there's, like, outside of fanboyism, there's no logical reason to buy a desktop Intel's processor right now. Yeah. There's just I not. Agree. And I agree. that is, it. I can't even believe I'm saying that. I mean, it's such a change in momentum, and I'm really, really excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so should we talk about some of the Apple announcements at WWDC 2019? Yeah, let's do it. So first of all, <laughs> you, like, was there anything that just outright impressed you from uh, WWDC, uh WWDC this year? Was there anything um, that just jumped out at you? Because for me, I, I don't think there was. It felt like, I mean, you know, par for the course. I mean, it was Apple being Apple. They introduced swipe like it's some revolutionary new thing in the new iOS. And it's like, that's been on Android since like my first like garbage Android phone. But now in the new version, you can swipe and type. So, I mean, that's, that's about it. <laughs> I, I guess that's cool. I mean, there's a dark mode on the new iOS for iPad. There's a dark no, and- iPad OS. Really? Yeah. Really? So you have what? Watch OS, iPad OS, iOS, and of course and, the uh Yeah, they're they're um they're ending iTunes, which is kinda interesting. Yeah. I guess. That is cool to have uh they're kinda getting in step with what's on mobile and on the iPad, which having a dedicated i uh podcast app, a dedicated uh music app, and a dedicated what am I missing here? Um books? Audio yeah, books? Yeah, books, books. So they're kinda separating it out. Uh, which I think is a good move because iTunes is already uber bloated, uh, as we well know. Now, I don't think they announced anything for on the Windows side as far as iTunes is concerned, but hopefully at some point we'd get those dedicated apps as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, but it was just Apple being Apple, man. Like I've just kind of had a problem with Apple ever since I learned that the MacBook Pro that I have has the RAM and the hard drive soldered on the motherboard. Yeah. Um, that was kind of my, my low point in Apple fandom. I still love their OS and I love that it's stable and I do not have to worry about my computer crashing. You know, like that's kind of a, like I really like uh, Mac OS. Um, I think it's amazing. I just don't like that, you know, Apple's not a software company, they're a hardware company. Yeah. So, they're trying to push new products like new hardware products. And, you know, out of this, we get the cheese grater Mac pro as we've been calling it Yeah. <laughs> in, in my friend circles. 
starts at $5,999. Okay, and that's, okay. That's the base model All right, well, that well, comes well, with <laughs> an 8 core Xeon, 32 gig, gigs of RAM, and a Radeon Pro 580X graphics card, and a 256 gigabyte SSD. Yeah, pretty abysmal. I mean, you can complain about the price, but it's not really for the normal person. It's for the the pro out there. And let's be honest, these are for people who don't know how to use a, a <laughs> video software other than Final Cut and people who don't know how to use music software other than Logic. Outside of those two programs, there's no reason to buy this machine. Like, if you want a stable machine to run those two products, you know, fine, you know, have at it. But otherwise, learn iTunes. I mean, learn Pro Tools, learn freaking Adobe Premiere. They're not that different. Um, but you know, mm. people will still buy this. I know people are going to still buy it. So, eh. Cal calls it the cheese machine, <laughs> the cheese grater <laughs> machine. Yeah, uh, you can have one point five terabytes of memory. Isn't isn't that pretty cool? Yeah. No? So that, like I said, that that six K <laughs> is, is the base model, like the cheapest one you can buy. I think the highest spec one is like thirty thousand dollars or something. It's some ridiculous number that you could buy like a freaking. Um, Mercedes for, <sighs> I mean, I will say this though. I've been pooping on this machine, but they did announce something really cool. The What's Apple that? Pro XDR is actually something that's pretty awesome. And the reason it's awesome is because it's, I think it's that, that monitor anyway, is oh, yeah. around, it's sweet. It's around four or 5,000. How much was it? It's it's pretty expensive. And five thousand dollars, four thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. It is worth it. It's it's definitely worth it. It it is worth it. And one thing I'm gonna say is that it's a thirty two inch six K display. It's XDR. Um, it's color accurate, so you could use it as a reference model, uh, a reference monitor. Um, and like the equivalent to this, like if you go try to buy one of these now. You're going to be spending about $30,000. Yeah, like, easy. This is a huge, like this monitor is actually really all, it's it's a huge value if you do the kind of work where you need a reference um, monitor for like um, editing video or editing pictures. Um, it's actually a huge value, huge value. But the stand. Yeah, stand is no. another what, thousand bucks. Stand is $999. Yeah. Yeah. When they they announced it, like, I don't know if you watched the keynote or whatever, but when they announced it, there is a palatable groan. Oh, wow. Audience. Like, he quickly moves on to the next topic. Like, he was expecting the groan. You were the chosen one. (laughs) And if you don't want to use their stand and you just want a vase amount, you have to pay 100 bucks for a vase adapter. What? For a vase adapter. Like, are you kidding me? Wow. Well, that's kind of what Apple does, you know, nickel and dime you a little bit. But it's just like, yeah. why? But, but honestly, come on, if you're paying this much for that product, which which we can all agree is a pretty awesome product, um, you know, you know, maybe a little bit more for a stand is not too much, but it's, it is it <laughs> is it is. I don't care if that monitor was twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> a one thousand dollar stand is ridiculous. I agree, hundred percent ridiculous, and. I just can't believe that Apple people will buy it. I know people will yeah. buy it, but 
yeah. like it's like the audacity like what are what are you tim cook are you floating above the rest of us like really well well i would i would posit that that the fact that they made the back of it look just like the tr- cheese grater uh <laughs> iMac um it's made for that um is made for that hardware you know it's it's a kind of a group that you know this beautiful community together and they look alike and you know of course other people want to buy it but that's kind of the market they're aiming for and they can probably signify i mean get that price uh for the people that they're trying to sell it to now i did want to mention real quick on the ipad os um that <laughs> that um it is cool and I think it's pretty freaking awesome that they're moving more toward Mac OS with the iPad OS. Agreed. And it's kind of a beautiful thing. And I can even see if they continue to refine and bring some of those features over a day where, you know, Mac OS was going to be for the Uber Pro. And then they have this intermediate operating system for everybody else because it is it, getting more capable. I mean, Five years ago, I wouldn't have thought they would have diverted from the the iOS um, uh, formula so much at this point. And they, they have things now like being able to read USB drives. And that's a thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're having they're to be creative now because, you know, people aren't buying mobile devices like they were. So, oh, um, yeah. Cal mentions... And this is actually freaking cool. I forgot what they called it. They have some Apple buzzword for it, but the extended display is what it is. So you can pair an iPad with your Mac OS and have another monitor that um, that you can also use as a touchscreen in, in lock and step with your Mac OS. I think that's a pretty freaking awesome oh, wow. feature. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's cool because you can have it over here and it's connected it's powered by your Mac OS, but you can still draw on it and, and annotate and all this stuff, but it's still up, uh, linked up with your Mac OS. So that, that's will, a, that's a huge feature. That's probably, I, can, I will definitely use that at work. That's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's, I have forgot about that one. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Oh, they, so yeah. oh. they no, I was just going to add the improved Siri. It's a little more human sounding than it was before. Um, so that's the thing. <laughs> good old siri yeah i mean i mean this is apple's gonna apple i mean it's just like their their previous mac pro in 2013 was equally ridiculous at the time so yeah i mean i guess they're selling enough of them they probably don't have to sell that many of these over the turn of profit again yeah. like also like this one can be upgraded versus the trash can so that is huge into itself <laughs> Well, I mean, it can it can be upgraded to a point, but you can. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Like the only reason I say that, I'm pretty sure the CPU soldered on the motherboard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like I, I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. I know you can upgrade like the GPUs, and it has actually PCIe slots this time. Which aren't like standard GPUs, by the way. Like I don't know if you looked at yeah. the teardown, but they're not standard GPUs. So it's not like you can walk in Best Buy or who buys GPUs from yeah. Best Buy. Like not like you can walk in Micro Center and grab a GPU and plug it into this thing. You have to buy the upgraded GPU from Apple. Yeah. Um, there's also some kind of interesting thing. There was some kind of add-on card that you can put in it um, for editing video that processes like this insane amount of pictures. Like yes. that was pretty cool. Yes, that was freaking awesome. Um, I don't remember what the name of it is though. Somebody yeah. 
don't get mad at me. But. Yeah, but this one is actually expandable with actual slots to put stuff in versus yeah. the trash can. So it yeah, it, 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 it I saw some SATA slots on the back too. So yeah, so it, it it does give you a little more room to grow with it over the next few years versus buying this thing that you can't do anything with. Which you know, uh, I think is a step forward. Yeah, yeah or definitely. step back to what they were doing before the trash can. I don't. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, I guess I'm okay with this. I mean, it's not really for me. Some, it's for somebody. Like, if you're looking for something, like I said, if you're looking for something to use their pro apps on, I mean, you can build a Hackintosh. But I mean, to me, running running Mac OS on unsupported hardware defeats the purpose of running Mac OS. I mean, it's yeah. the main draw for me is the the stability. And when you introduce like the PC. You know, that's why Windows is somewhat less stable is because they have to support all these different hardware configurations. We talked about this before, yeah. but like, you know, when you do a Hackintosh, you're, you're, you know, you're introducing instability. So there's that. Yeah. Awesome. Do we have anything else? Anybody have any questions? Real quick. I have a question for these next gen or third generation Ryzen processors. Does the 37X fit the same slot that a 39x does or do you know that yep yep it's they're all they're all am4 like i could take any of those cpus on that on that list put them in my machine right now and run and it'll run wow i just i think i probably just have to update my firmware for to make it 3000 compatible but other than that um there are a few caveats though if you don't upgrade your motherboard you don't get pci express 4 and um Mm. That can kind of be a big deal with their new GPUs because they did some um, GPU tests as far as like uh, data throughput, and one of their one of their uh, uh, Vega fifty seven hundred or Radeon fifty seven hundred, just like one of the new GPUs that they're also going to release, I believe, on the seventh or maybe later this year. Um, it was it it was processing as much data via PCI Express four as a 2080 Ti, which is the $1,500 graphics card from um, NVIDIA. Wow. Uh, not to say that it will be as performant as a 2080 Ti, but just to show you how much of a jump in data bandwidth that you get with PCI Express 4, um, the new NVMEs that are coming out, they're going to be expensive, but they're going to be super, super fast on PCI Express 4. And the other reason that I'm probably going to get a new motherboard too, which I'm really excited about, <laughs> is that AMD motherboards are finally going to be thunderbolt compatible um at least the one i like i like the the as rock um the as rock uh tai chi motherboards mm-hmm. i have an x370 i checked up on the x570 and it is thunderbolt compatible which is huge for me wow. because i really want to get a thunderbolt audio interface because it like usb the newer ones the newer usb interfaces are are pretty fast i mean they're Say the latest on them yeah but um, the thing about Thunderbolt is it's PCI Express and it's super super fast. There's almost no latency, so um, that is huge for recording. Um, yeah, so that would be really awesome. Um, you know, of course, there's other benefits to Thunderbolt. You know, as far as like running multiple interfaces, running whatever you want, you can like daisy chain up to yeah, God knows how many devices. But it's just a very 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 um advanced technology and it's cool that i can finally get it without having intel cpu so i'm really excited about that 
Sweetness. Sweetness. Um, real quick before we wrap up, I want to ask you uh, any E3 predictions because I don't think I, there's nothing I'm really excited about except hearing about what Microsoft's going to talk about with their new cloud, X cloud service or whatever it's called. Well, one thing I will say is that uh, AMD is going to be at E3 and they're probably <laughs> going to introduce. Yeah, they're yeah. going to they're going to talk about the new PlayStation um, because the new PlayStation is rising um it's Zen 2 powered, so it's going to have wow. one of these CPUs. It's going to be a custom chip. It's going to have one of these CPUs in it, and it's also probably going to have the Navi um, graphics. This next generation graphics uh, architecture from AMD. It's going to have a Navi GPU, and it's going to have a Zen 2 CPU. Um, so it's probably going to be a beast. Are we and, are we expecting the same thing from Microsoft as far as the, the partnerships with AMD going forward? Well, assume so because they um i don't know exactly what they're going to be using they may not be using zen 2 they might be using some you know like they have a highly customized like apu that they use for the xbox one x so they may have something super super custom mm-hmm. i don't know if it's in seven nanometer or not but it's it's pro- it'll probably be on par yeah but I, I i haven't heard anything so i don't know about the microsoft one. yeah i see them iterating on the scorpion engine a little bit uh more for this next gen but yes, and um, I'm also looking for AMD to announce their graphics, their new graphics cards, because they've kind of talked about them, but not really. NVIDIA is also going to be at E3, so they're probably going to be talking about their um next um step up on their graphics cards as well. <laughs> the rumor is that there's going to be a what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm letting Andy's comment Andy about that. <laughs> <laughs> So we have uh, Andy is the official spokesperson for the Xbox body wash, which he's been peeling toward us for the last. Are you trying to say we smell bad? That's what you're trying to say. Most nerds need this. I think I want the Xbox onesie. If I get that, I'll be happy. I want an Xbox loofah (laughs) or a leather builder, whatever you call it. That's probably the manly term, leather builder. I call it the spongy thing. (laughs) But yeah, um, as far as like game announcements, I don't really know. I'm hoping we see some more Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, other than that, I don't really know. They're they're uh, Game Arts is remaking Grandia. One oh, really? Remastering them. Those are my two favorite role playing games, like ever. It's just straight up remaster with same engine. I mean, same, pretty much dedicated to the real or faithful to the real one. Or are they actually? doing an overhaul it's not a remake they're uh, when they say remaster i'm assuming they're going to retool the sprites and like like that's what i'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do because mm-hmm. i don't know if they're just going to clean up the loads of resolution sprites or if they're going to do something like the um the one was it wonder boy um where they just like completely redrew the entire game yeah um, in like 1080p, I think it's Wonder Boy. Well, they did. But, um, they did the same thing with um, a, uh, uh, the a couple of the PlayStation games. Tales games. Yeah, the Colossus. Um, What's the name of that game for PlayStation? Shadow, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. that with a few games like that. Where they just upped the res and kept the same engine quirks, you know. So yeah, so if you haven't seen this game since I brought it up, Wonder Boy Three Dragon's Curse, it was actually a um I want to say it was a Sega Master System game. Um there's a remake of it and it's in high resolution 1080p and they completely redrew the entire game. You can flip back and forth from like the new redrawn high resolution version to like the pixelated graphics. Um 
it looks really interesting. I haven't played it, but I've seen some videos of it. It's it actually looks oh, really wow. Um, wow. If you get a chance to like look at it, I'll post a link. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping it's on that level, but I don't know. It may just be like, you know, just they clean them up a little bit and who knows. Yeah. But Grundy is an amazing game, so I'm hoping that, you know, more people get to play it. It's a really, really great game. I could vouch for Carrie's love for that game. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This this Wonder Boy looks awesome. They they yeah. did a very cartoonish take on it. It looks really good. Yeah, it does. Um, I've been meaning to get that, but I haven't. Um, I haven't. But they did a really good job on that from the videos that I've seen. So it'd be really <laughs> interesting to see. All right. Uh, well. Carrie, you want to, should we give parting gifts? Oh, yeah. So you got any picks? Anything you want to call out, man? Anything? Oh, man. I'll just say if you're into Doctor Who or Star Trek, check out DiscussingWho.com for all your um, Who news, updates, reviews. We do it all over there, as well as DiscussingTrek.com, where we talk about everything in Star Trek, man. So, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What about you, man? So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, Japanophile here for a second. Um, if you, how many of you out there have heard of Naruto? Probably quite a few of you. Um, it was created by a uh artist slash um author named Masashi Kishimoto. And as you know, um, you might know, uh, Naruto ended a couple years ago. There's actually a sequel series that's actually being done by somebody else. I believe he's supervising. It's called Boruto. It's Naruto's son. Um, but uh, Masashi Kishimoto has started a new manga series. It's called Samurai 8. Mm. The Tales of Hashimaru. And it looks great. Um, I was going to try to post. Yeah. So this is what it looks like. Um, You can't see it because of my terrible webcam. But yeah. Ah, there you go. Caught the angle. So yeah. And um... It just started. Um, I'm assuming that eventually there's going to be anime about it. So if you want to check it out, you can download the Shonen Jump app. Shonen Jump app. It's one ninety nine a month, and you can basically read any manga series that uh, Viz has published. Um, all of Dragon Ball is on here. All of Dragon Ball Z, all of Veroni Kenshin, all of Naruto, all of Bleach. Um, just about anything. If you've ever wanted to read Japanese comics, it's pretty much the app to get because all of the big, all the big players are on there. Um, and like I said, it's only one ninety nine a month, and it's a huge value if you're into that. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. And uh, let me also take that opportunity since you take talk of manga. Uh, you were on a recent episode of Discussing Comics where we talked. Mostly you and Kyle, I joined later, but you talked all about Game of Thrones and we, you guys had a great conversation. I just listened to the episode is really fantastic. So yeah, I'm going to tell everybody listening as well to go and check out the review of Game of Thrones uh, by Carrie and Kyle on discussingcomics.com. Yeah, we we talk a little bit about what, you know, some some of the differences in the book, some things that are not in the TV show at all that are like really, really important to the story. Um, So if you're interested in that, check it out. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot about that. Awesome sauce. It was a good time. So um, I guess that's it. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us and we'll be back next week. 
Peace. Uh, all right, guys. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. Very, very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.